What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's big brother, and we back with the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on world, FNX, Saturday Night Sit Down, I'm here, we vibing, let's have a good time. We ready, we ready man. Yeah, yeah, so we're here with a special edition, a Friday edition of the Saturday Night Sit-Down. I'm here with my boy, FNX, man. How you doing, my man? I'm good, brother. How are you? I am blessed. I am blessed, man. Thank you, thank you. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for giving me this time. Oh, of course. You know, uh, it's dope to hear that, you know, uh, you're definitely aware of the work. It's, it's always appreciated when it's someone who knows the culture, you know, or definitely supports it. So thanks for the love, and I'm happy to be here. No, let's, let's chop it up. Yeah, definitely, man. So, so um, let's give it back. I like to give everybody how, how I got to know you and came across you. So, um, I was uh, getting my son's haircut with my boy Joel, Joel Figueroa, Joel the barber, and um, <laughs> shout out to Joel. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, you know, he be listening on podcasts. He's 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 a, he's a he's a loyal listener, man. So I appreciate you. Um, I'm gonna get him on here soon. Um, but he knows what I'm doing. Everything I'm about here. He said, Joe, man, you heard about FNX? I'm like, who that? And he's like, you know, just just do that in Norwalk, man. He, he probably be good for your show. So I was like, all right, send me his info. I'm gonna reach out to him. See what's up. Um, so I did that, you know, I, you know, I reached out to you a couple of times and you know, we, we wouldn't, we couldn't meet up earlier. There's things with scheduling stuff like that, but we right. finally locked it down. But right. in the meantime, I was like, let me just, let me hear what this dude's about, man. So I started listening to your tracks and it's just been hit after hit after hit, man. And it's just straight fire, man. And everything that I love is that is I love your sound. I love your flow, Thank you. but mostly I love the poetry, the lyrics, how you put things together and stuff like that, and, and tell stories, because that's a lost art. You know what I mean, it's a very lost art. So It is, it is. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier, right? Like Nas. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you think about, like, the elite MCs, and Nas is probably, like, of the elite of the elite, right? Um, he had the ability to, you know, three bars in, just put you there. You know, so when I think about, you know, the bar, right, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. the OGs have set, you know, I'm definitely trying to be in that space where, you know, creating visuals, telling stories, but not just telling any stories, stories that resonate with people, you know, stories that talk about pain because everyone deals with their own version of it. Stories that Mm -hmm. talk about thriving through it, right? Not just ones where they hold you down, but stories where you overcome it. All that's a part of, you know, the repertoire. So um, I appreciate you listening, cuz. Yeah, no, definitely, man. So, so, and that's, and, and the more I listened, the more I knew how well you fit for my show, you know what I mean? And how this conversation, because, um, as I tell everybody, I mean, the whole purpose of this is really reaching out to the younger generation, trying to help people who struggle finding their way into manhood, into adulthood, right. you know, going through all those pains and letting them know that, yo, you're not alone. There's other people who've gone through battles, who've gone through different things. And just by creating that dialogue like we're doing right now, you'll be able to hear those stories and maybe get tips that'll help you improve your lifestyle, improve you, what right. you're doing and get you out of the situation that you've been in. Um, because, and I say this all the time, and we're not going to go through every single situation life have to offer, Right. Um, and I, and I want this real powerful quote that I've learned. Um, and it says, although it's good to learn from your mistake, it's better to learn from the mistakes from others. Of course. You know, and that's the whole purpose of this. We sit down, having a conversation and find out what we're going through and the yeah. ups and downs. Um, and, 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 and before I, before I get into that, cause I really just want to talk about this song because I've been bumping <laughs> on the way here, but one of the, the, the songs that I, that I listened to that really made me, you know, open up my eyes to what you're about and how you are. And you know, again, how much you relate to the show was barely made it through, right? You know, which which is again is about struggle. You know what I mean? Like you said, I grew up poor and I barely made it through. Absolutely. I've been through hell and I barely made it through. 
Absolutely. And it takes a big man to admit that because we're always taught and trained and programmed like, yo, you don't feel no pain. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You got to be a man stand up, don't admit your your flaws. Mm-hmm. None of that. Hold that. Hold, exactly. hold, hold that, get over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it, it's it's great to see somebody, you know, in, in your field doing that. And hey, you know what? I went through my, I went through problems. I went through things. Um, and one, one of the things in there that you talked about battling depression, Right. right and going through that, um, and also you also said um, I've been through hell and I celebrate it. Right. So um, before I even get into the into the questions that for that man, what, what was the depression you were going through during that time, and then how did you overcome that? You know, everyone has a personal journey that's that's built to test them, right? Right. So right. in its infancy, you know, sometimes you don't realize that it's a test, right? We just realize that it's hard, mm-hmm. and you know, so. Uh, Growing up a kid that was displaced, you know what I'm saying? We, we battled things that people in our demographic or race demographic deal with as a result of poverty, as a result of, you know, PTSD and unresolved trauma in the black family, mm-hmm. you know? So me and my mother and my sister, we moved around a lot. I was in a bunch of different schools. I was, <clears throat> excuse me, constantly the new kid, you know? Um, there was times we was broke, right? Like all those things come into play, right? And it... While you was going through, it was like, yo, what's the point of this? Right. The game is rigged, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I can't control, you know, the system that I'm born into. I didn't even know I was really broke until people started telling you you was broke, right? And, you know, we started placing value into certain material things. So it was like, oh, this nigga got Jordans. This dude, dude got that. He don't got that. You know, like, those sort of things, you know, as they occurred, were, were minuscule. But it started to allude to the story. It's like, damn, everywhere I turn, you know what I'm saying, I'm not really getting a fair shake. What's the point of this, right? And, you know, we all know the game is rigged. That's the job, right? So once you get out of that point of infancy where you realize that, hey, listen, life is hard because that's the point of it. It's supposed right. to be hard. Right. It's supposed to test your moral character. You're supposed to be put in positions where you have to grow. You know, and daddy's baby, y'all talking about um, <clears throat> rain helping the flower grow, mm-hmm. right? You know, you have to go through things and you have to be stretched and you have to be tested in order for you to be who you, who you were. So... As I was going through, I didn't understand that. And that lack of understanding, you know, uh, led to me feeling isolated, you know. And some of the things I probably went through, I see crazier shit, right? Excuse my French, you know. So I can't even get mad about, you know, um, any experience I had about sleeping in the shelter. You know what I'm saying? Um, or listen, when you're the new kid, listen, you either got to be funny, uh, fight, or be good at sports. Sometimes you got to be all three, or sometimes you just got to handle yours, right? These are all experiences kids go through. You know, why they don't trust people and shit like that, and how they respond to relationships when they get older. You know, because of how they, you know, we're groomed, right? right, right. So you, you have to get to a point where you realize that, you know what, um, whatever happened, happened, and that was to make me who I am. You know, and when I started realizing... Um, the community work and the compass that kept me in the right space. You know, um, I started to realize my value and say, you know what, those things will make me strong now. I did not know that while I was going through it. And at the time, I'm probably, you know, crying to God, like, why, what's the point, what's the point, what's the point? Why aren't you answering me? Why am I going through this? Why are you showing me this? Why am I coming home and all my shit is outside, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah, is the, yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what are you trying to show me through this lesson? And then one day it makes sense. You know, and when I and when it started to make sense, you know, my energy around it, you know, the depression, right, um, started to alleviate. And it also comes with lifestyle, too, man. You know, you got to eat, sleep and, and, and rehabilitate yourself correctly in order for you to have emotional, spiritual wellness. Absolutely. You know, um, 
those are things that I had to learn along the way. They even put me in the position to be the best version of myself. You know, so it's not even about my human experience. It's about the human experience. Yeah. And what you go through may be extremely impactful for, for you, right? We don't know how people deal with pain. Absolutely. Right, we could right, deal right. with the same thing. It may hit you harder. Right. You know, you don't know what people emotionally have to lift to get through to deal with just every day-to-day thing. So I try to relate to that. <laughs> and if anyone's ever been through their personal journey where they've been tested and, they, you know, they've cried about it, they've prayed to God about it, you know, and then sometimes the prayer don't get answered and you, you get angry about Like, if you're going through that cycle, you know, you realize that's a healing process. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? And, and it's one of the biggest things, like I always say, man, and, and I'm a, I say this all the time, man, um, and, and I don't know if it was by Mother Teresa or not. I mean, that's what I've, what I've heard the quote was, but it goes... God will never give me more than I can handle. I just wish he ain't trust me so much. Right. You know what I mean? And, and and that's the thing is, is that it's, is that even the late great DMX said that, you know what I mean? Like you got to find a lesson in everything. There's a lesson in everything you go through. Right. You know what I mean, you just got to be smart enough to look for it and learn from that experience. Amen. You know what I mean? It's not, um, like you said, it's not to put you down or to break you or anything like that. It's to, you know, you're, you're capable of getting through this. You know what I'm saying? You're right. going to find the answer. I trust you enough to, to, to right. figure it out. You know what I mean? That's why I'm giving you these, these challenges and these tasks. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to get into that real quick because again, it was just, it's just, it's such a beautiful song, man. I, I love that track. So if you, if you guys out there listening, man, look it up, man. It's barely made it through. It's a very, very beautiful song. Um, Peace to Kenny Cash, man. Kenny Cash was the producer. Shout out to the Factory Underground. Um, Kenny Cash has done a lot of, uh, bless me a lot over the careers with just great, uh, not just support producer wise, but just creativity wise. Right. So we went in there and we played with sounds and made that right there organically like wow. built that from scratch and so uh that's always the best type of music i think absolutely yes it is because you can say man like it is it, is you feel your energy in it right it's, right it's not just a song there's more weight to it you right. know what i mean like you, you went through that stuff you can relate and people couldn't see it can you hear that through the lyrics through how how it, how it was put together man so it was a very very beautiful song and i was again jamming that actually on the way down here man um to, to, to sit with you um but but it's stuff like that again. The whole reason for this whole podcast and, and right. sitting and having these conversations. So my my first question, when it comes down to this, right? To you, um, what do you think are some of the main characteristics or qualities it takes to be a good person or a good man? I mean, one protecting your family. I think that's essential. You know, that's something that has to be culturally instilled in you. You know, um, but that that is the core of who we are as people. You know, even even lions' prides protect each other. Mm-hmm. You know, us are the most tribal form, right? Um, regionally, you can go back centuries, right? We always protected each other. That there has to be that sense of family, and then you, I think you have to extend that sense of family to helping those less than fortunate, less fortunate than you are. Excuse me. You know, so which is why the FNX Foundation raises awareness for child hunger. Right, one out of six children in the state of Connecticut are food insecure. That's a fact. You know, so these children are expected to go to school and perform at the same conditions that their peers are when they're at a disadvantage. Besides not eating, maybe possibly dealing with other things that are making them grow up way too fast. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, expecting them to be emotionally tuned in. And then they're testing, and then they're making decisions about their future based on their testing. So they are systematically set up. I don't want to say for failure, but they're systematically set up to struggle more than others. You know, and not that we can solve that problem. Hopefully we can, but we could definitely raise awareness for it. So we raise resources and we, you know, we take it, we take money and go buy food for people. And when I first started it, 
you know, I, I sort of had questions, right? So, like, the first year we did it, right? Um, interesting story. So, the FDA says that it takes $240 to feed a family of four, right? Okay. Um, two parents, two children. So, the first year, I decided I wanted to raise food for, for Christmas. It was like $1,000 I raised. I'm like, okay. I'm going to, you know, feed four families, whatever. And I'm like, yo, what is really, really spending for that 240 right? So, we ended up raising $1,500. And then nice. I did, like, a couple uh, open mics, you know, um, <clears throat> hometown love open mics. Shout out to Murphy's Law. Shout out to the Factory Underground. A, a bunch of different venues. If I forgot you, I'm sorry. Um, but ultimately... We, st- we did some crowdfunding for resources and food, and we helped over 35 families. Nice. With over two weeks' worth of food. You know, and I, I know that, you know, first and foremost, <laughs> my stepfather was Bayesian, grew up in the West Indian household, right? So rice goes a long way. Buying people five-pound bags of rice go a long way. A five-pound bag of flour go a long way, you know? Um, asking for certain unexpired, non-perishable goods. Help supplement the fact that we were able to go into stopping shops, you know, and say, hey, this is what we're doing, um, and purchase things that they necessarily can't get at a shelter as well, or a food pantry. Because when they go to a food pantry, they're getting everything canned and boxed. Yeah, yeah. Which also leads to other issues that we, we deal with health-wise, which is another systematic thing. So one of the things that the FNX Foundation tries to do is that when we do go shopping, fresh fruits and vegetables, um, we try to take advantage of. A bag of apples, bag of oranges. You know, um, things that are obviously already prepackaged, I can't touch, but I'm grabbing, I'm bagging it up <laughs> and we dropping it off. And it, it took a lot of energy, you know, me and a couple core friends, um, it took a lot of energy. A couple things occurred that first time we did it. One, we ended up helping one of my boy's family members. He didn't even know they was going through it. Mm. So you don't even know what people be going right, through. Right, right. Because it goes <laughs> back to that too, man. We got to, like you said, hold that. We can't talk about it. We can't, you know what I mean, express ourselves, but... It's it's important, like, like you said too. You know what I mean. Taking care of your family and those around you. Like I, I'm so grateful. I grew up in in Stanford, right on Con Ave, um, and it was just such an uh, it's a community within itself, man. Which I'm a firm believer too. It takes a village. You know what I'm saying? In that saying, it does take a village. You know, because there's so many people who could impact your life in so many different ways around you, and just being there, and that like extends to me how I am as a person as well. You know what I mean? Like I. Any any child that's in my that comes in my vicinity, they're automatically my responsibility, whether I know you or not. You know, what absolutely. I mean? like you you my responsibility. You close enough to me, I gotta look out for you now. You know, what I mean, and that's part. Like I said, I think another thing that that you know wanted me to get you on the show, seeing what you've done, because I had OGs like that do that for me. I was uh, two weeks ago, I had a caviar on my show. He was um, from the House of Reps over at Stanford, um, and he was just one of those OGs too. You know, what I mean, like uh, hip hop artists who let us see that there's more, there's life outside the hood. You know what I mean? That there, right. you, you can go out there and do stuff. You can't let your situation define you. Right. You know what I mean? You can learn from it, but don't let it define you. And you fall into that stigma and gave us that hope and, and looked out for all the young ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, gave us money to go to the store. We had good grades. You know, made sure that we stayed in school, got involved in sports, and, you know, stayed on the right path. Right. You know, and it's, you know, people like you doing that again, back to your community and giving back to them, which is which is an amazing thing that, that, that goes a long way with everything that you're doing. Um, but, oh, I want to tell you the yeah. other thing that happened. That first year, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, so not only do we help one of my boys' uh, family members who needed it, you know, um, black people, white people, Spanish people, rich neighborhoods, poor neighborhoods, some people with big-ass houses that were really going through it. I'm pulling up, and it's like, hey, listen, thank you. No one knows it's been hard. So-and-so, some scenario, lost their job, and we're going through this, and it's just so hard, and thank you, right? I realized that 
pain knows no color, right? Mm. <laughs> right? Like, so, I mean, I knew that, but I didn't see it until yeah. I started doing it. It didn't feel, it wasn't tangible until I started seeing, you know, English, speaking English or not, Spanish, Creole, whatever, right? Um, pain is pain, you know, hunger is hunger, you know, struggle is struggle. So that was one. Um, and the big one was we showed up to a house in New Haven and the mom had just overdosed. And the father was in the house with, like, eight kids. And it was cold in there, bro. Wow. And we dropped off a bunch of food, right? We dropped off, like, two weeks worth. Of, they probably had the, got the most. That wasn't even about design. That was just God doing it because they needed it. That was, like, the last stop. And I was just like, damn, yo, what happens when that runs out? Right? <laughs> I started thinking to myself, like, it, it took, like, a Herculean effort, <laughs> you know, to get to this point. Like, like Why? And, I, and, you know, I'm an overthinker. That also leads to, like, you feeling like things are too big, right? Depression, anxiety, and stuff like that when you start to overthink. So I'm like, yo, what happens, you know, at this point when I don't do this, <laughs> right? Am I even helping, right? Like, what's the point? What's the point? And then, you know, God told me not to worry about that. Just to do my part, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it. Now, talking to my mother, right, right, and this is where it's important to have a relationship with your elders. Talking to my mother, but I was to- I was telling her about how I was struggling with it, right, and how I was like, you know, I just feel like this is something I should do, you know. And God's telling me not to worry about it. But my, my mom was like, "Listen, you don't know how far hope can go, mm. <laughs> right? You have no idea what that may do at that time, or how God is using you in that moment, and not to, and then not question it. And then after that, we just never look back, and then we even incorporate into a 501c3, you know, we raised some money last year. Um, we started partnering with churches in, in the area. Uh, one church in Bloomfield was getting boxes of uh, food from the USDA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a shout out to my frat brother. Uh, I should have had the church's name. I apologize, brother. I'm going to shout them out, though. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm slipping. We'll but, tag them in this. We'll, we'll tag them in this. We'll, we'll tag them in this, man. We'll tag them in this because without them, um, this spring wouldn't have been what it was. We were able to get some of their boxes of USDA uh, boxes of food, 22-pound boxes of milk, fruit, um, vegetables, you know, maybe some sausages or meatballs, whatever, right? Whether you ate it or not, it was still there. Um, we picked up, like, 500 boxes from them and delivered that, you know, to Bridgeport, Norwalk, and Stanford, in addition to going shopping, you know. So God has been making a way every single time. Every single time I've done this, God is making a way. He's making a way as we're doing it now. So when you say to me, why do I do what I do and what helps with, like, like, like depression, right? And I don't even want to mention it like that because I don't want to speak it into existence. But the reality is people deal with the weight of expectation for themselves and the universe and the progress they may or may not be making or the material things that other people may have and they don't or just the struggles that they may see. There's so much that goes into that that it can weigh on people, right? And... What got me through, or what continues to get me through, right? What continues to serve me as I go through this lifelong journey um, of wellness is the community. The feeling that I get when I find a way to help people. I refill my cup. Yeah. You know? And anytime I've gotten away from being who I am in regards to being in the community is when I struggled the most with my depression. I've had the most challenges just, like, functioning. And listen... I got, I'm educated, I got degrees, you know what I'm saying? I, I have accolades to where some people will be like, yo, listen, man, knowing where you come from, that's a great job. You should be proud, right? So it's not like I'm someone that 
It's not like I'm someone that hasn't found some version of success that some people call it. I don't call it that. But you know what I call success? Providing that hope and care for people. That's success. When you find you find that person that's going through it and you touch them in a way that they it moves them to the next step, right, of this journey that we call life. I think that's success. I think when you find a way to win this game, like Kevin Hart was talking about it, right, or in the Breakfast Club, not to plug anyone else's uh, joint, right, but it was a great conversation. He was like, life is a game, which I truly do believe. And the goal is to find success in the game. And we may weigh success in different manners, but when you find success and you help other people get to success, that seems like a greater level of, uh, of success to me because it's not just about me. If I help you get to where you got to go while I'm doing it, and then you help two people, by proxy, you know, I may have helped three people. And then those people that you've helped go and help someone else. And then the tide is raising all ships. That's really the energy that I work with. And that, that's huge, man. And that's that's what I teach my kids with my daughter. You know what I mean? And my daughter's six. Um, my son is, uh, is three. He's about to be three in April. Um, but my number one goal is for that is, is, is for them to get, be good people. I've always said that for like longer to myself is that – I know that I'm a genuine good person, man, and and I love people. I love to spread love and kindness. And like you said, I love helping out people whenever I can, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? If it's a few bucks here, a little help over there. Like, I always say, like, I help people out of selfish reasons because it makes me feel so good knowing that I was able to help somebody. You know what I mean? Like, and knowing that that's going to live on somebody else and they're going to pass that on and help somebody else and go on online. And that's the whole point. Of, of that's how we win in this game of life. Of course. You know what I mean? It's by helping out everybody and doing what we can. Um, and that's that's what I instill with my daughter, like trying to teach you that when it comes to those to those important morals of being a good person. So so for you, what what do you see some of your bigger, your main morals that you live on a day-to-day basis? I mean, I tell my babies to be kind and keep God with them. Like both things are equally important. I definitely want you to, you know, be kind to people. And I always want you to bring God with you everywhere you go. And if you can't bring him, you ain't supposed to be there. That's the compass, right? I've learned that the hard way, right? Um, that's what I want to instill in my babies. Um, and that's what I want to instill in, any, in anybody's babies, right? Not just my children, right? Um, I've had the opportunity to go and do motivational speaking, you know, um, in schools, elementary schools, in high schools, teaching financial literacy, and, you know, just sharing my story, right? Been Being a poor kid, fat kid, broke kid, all three, right, you know, right? Um, these are experiences that kids go through right and what they're going through you know you, you everything you go through as a kid seems like it's so serious right so so you know me knowing that and me knowing how they're emotionally weighted I'm, I'm in there to tell them that first off life is more than what you're born into you know and when I started doing that I didn't know how them vibrating at a different emotional energy them receiving it would make me feel again this I, it's like God has put me on this path to keep me go, uh, keep me guarded, right? Like he knows, right, who I am, how I could get, and what needs to happen. And every single time that, you know, I've had to make progress, he's made sure that I've had, you know, my family and the community right there to keep me grounded, <laughs> you know? So that's the only reason why we're continuing to do what I'm doing and what I'm always going to do until I can no longer do it, is build and help people. And I feel like, you know, Keeping God with me during that process, we're not. We can't lose. It's impossible to lose. Right. Right. right? We're, soon, the FNX Foundation is closing on helping a thousand families. Eventually, it's going to get to the point where you know I want to see programming like government programming, like grant money, you know, for pro- programs that provide children the experience of gardening, 
growing things in the house, you yeah. know, that can help combat this hunger epidemic, but not only combat it, combat it with things that are healthy for them. Right, right. Teaching them earth science, teaching them actual tangible things. I think that is a phenomenal uh, idea, and, I, and I've seen so many different developments in urban gardening, and if I had a magic wand, I would absolutely be like, boom, let's do this program to teach these kids how to grow basic vegetables for themselves. Tomatoes, squash, grow your ginger root, whatever. You know, show them earth science. Help them understand why we have to cultivate the soil. Because when not only will it serve us well, it's one of the, the deepest and holiest sciences there have ever been. You know, when you think about it you know, at a big macro scale, from the moment man eating out the dirt, you've had to farm. And we've gotten disconnected, uh, you know, from that, you know. And I'm sounding like a foreigner, no, but my grandmother's an amazing gardener. Right. Yeah, my mom had a garden too, man. She's a okay, so yeah, in the front yard and all that stuff, man. So I've seen that and been growing her own things, and and it is important because shout to Nana, I love you, Nana. Shout <laughs> to Nana. <laughs> you know, like 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 I say, man. You know, teach a man to fish and leave forever. You know what I mean? So that that's that's the biggest thing that we got to do is is it's teach them and and like you said, healthy ways and good ways so they can do for themselves. You know right. I mean, they can really take care of themselves. Um, and 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 everything you was talking about, you know. Is, being a real good role model, I seen that, you know what I mean? I mean, giving back to the community and all that stuff and being that that figure. Now, I know a lot of young kids didn't grow up with their fathers, you know what I mean, for one reason or the other, and I've seen that through a lot of my friends and, and people in, in our communities, you know what I'm saying? Right. And we see that constantly. Right. Um, so so for you, I know you, say you mentioned your stepfather, but what was your relationship with your dad like growing up? You know, it was, a, it was a complex situation because my mother and my father weren't together. Like, I didn't see them. I can't remember seeing them together until I, like, graduated college. Right, like literally seeing them in the same place at the same time. Um, you know, so my mother got married and she, we moved, and you know, we had spent some time in Massachusetts, Springfield. We had moved to Barbados, you know, we've been to South Carolina, we've been to Georgia, you know, so I wasn't around him. Um, so while my, my mother going through her divorce, us going through transition, being this place in the shelter, things like that, I wasn't around my father, he was in another state. Now, eventually, you know, um, they came and got me, right? And, you know, and I got some stability to get through high school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, it was it was a thing where, you know, there were certain experiences me and him didn't share in the beginning. He didn't teach me how to ride a bike. He didn't teach me how to tie a tie. He didn't teach me how to throw a football. You know, he was uh, present, you know, when we spoke, but I didn't have that physical interaction with him, right? right? But when we got older, you know, it was when I got, I got a chance to, like, grow into my manhood with him. You know, and have conversations about what I'm doing with, you know, me getting married, me thinking about my wife, right? And, you know, situations that you deal with in the family, how I should respond, being black on the job, right? As I got older, like, he was in my corner, you know? And so, you know, some things we probably missed out on, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we got to a space where, you know, I needed that from him, you know? And every child needs that, yeah. you know, so, right? Sometimes my father tell me, like, yo, listen, B, you got to get over that. Straight up, <laughs> it's it's tough. You gotta get over that, right? That has to come from a dad sometimes, you know. <laughs> and I'm blessed the way that it's unfolded, you know. Um, I also know though that when we think about our communities and the breakup of the nuclear family, you know, there's a lot of fragment fragmented stories like that. You know, some are way worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people have both their parents in the household the entire time. That's what I'm aspiring for. You know, to make sure that my my children have that foundation so they can see what healthy stability is like, you know. But um, even thinking about, like, getting to that space, I didn't really grow up witnessing a healthy marriage, right? My mother and my stepfather was warring, 
right? Like police at the crib all the time type shit. So even me getting to the point where, you know, time came time to choose a spouse. I'm like, hold on. Niggas are getting married? I don't know, B. Right? <laughs> it seemed kind of crazy to me, right? right? right. You know, um, and that's when my father came into, play, came into play. Like, listen, man, you, you can't judge, you know, everything in life based off some of the things that you experience. Like, again, this is where Absolutely. dads come in. Yeah, yeah. And that's why they're essential. Because we go through these things in life, and sometimes they become so micro to us. We get so isolated. And, you know, we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> we're growing. We're youthful, right? Um, you need leadership. You need elders. So I'm blessed to say that, you know, my father's been in my corner, you know, um, since we've had the opportunity to. And since you had the opportunity, he been in your corner, stuff like that, um, what, what, has, what do you think has been the biggest thing you've learned from him? I mean, just like that, man. <laughs> you know, first off, some things ain't, just ain't going to be easy. You got to get over it. That's huge, right? Because at the end of the day, we all feel like we go through situations where we get a raw deal. Right. Everyone experiences that. We can sit here and talk about, well, my raw deal was worse than your raw deal, and we can compare raw deals. Like, we can go through that. But that's not the point. The goal is that part of the human experience we all deal with, right? But knowing that, you're just going to have to deal with it. That's part of the job, right? And, you know, anything worth having is not easy. So to get to where you want to go, you have to push through those things. Absolutely. So that's, it's essential. Like, you know, I feel like it would be the same way if, like, he was coaching me through sports or anyone that's coached their son through sports. And someone, you know, or, or not son, just child, you know, through athletics. And, you know, the child gets tired and they want to pull up or they're not giving full effort. And he, and he pulls to a side and like, you know, stop bullshitting this. Right, this is where you earn it. You don't earn it when it's game time. You earn it now. <laughs> you know, keep your ass going, right? I feel like that. I feel like that's what dads are for. You know, I feel like that's what dads are for. So, you know, that's the type of father. You know, um, I aspire to be. That's the type of father I would expect anyone in my circle to be. It's at the point where if you ain't a good dad, you can't even be around me. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, and it's like you know what's what's wild, man. I, w- I was thinking recently. Um, this is a story that I want, wanted to share, and I just didn't know when I was going to get the opportunity. Um, but you brought up a good point about, like you're saying, that the type of people you have in your circle and all those things. Um, you know, growing up, I said, you know, I had a real core group of boys. I was always hanging out with each other and stuff like that. And um, um, and one of them, he got, this, he got this girl pregnant. And we didn't know she was pregnant literally until like a month before she gave birth. You know, and we found right. out it was his kid and stuff like that. So, again, all my other friends, they don't have their dad in life. And we all was like, yeah, we, we there. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, you know, she's going into labor and we all go to the hospital, right? We there, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, our, our, our little nephew about to be born, right? right? And he's nowhere to be found. He's nowhere to be found. Now, granted, they weren't together, whatever they had is, but this is your son. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 you got a kid coming into this world. So he's nowhere to be found. And we call him on himself and we're like, yo, man, like your baby being like, dude, where you at? Like, what, right. what are you doing? We find him. At the boys and girl, at, at the YMCA playing basketball, and we all go down there with, with her. With her I think it was her mom. All of us go down. I'm like, bro, we we need to get you to the hospital. Like, get your son being bored, man. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna come right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. So it was like, all right. So we left back to the hospital to be there, and he still don't show up. He leave with his girl at the time to go somewhere else or whatever, and, and he left. So we we pulled up at his crib. And he was like, yo, dude, really? Like, you you missed your child's birth, bro? Like, why what? why? There's no excuse, no reason, no female, no forget about everybody else. This is this is your legacy coming. Like this is your son. Like what are you doing? And after that day, it was like yo, 
we just cut them off. Like we can't. I cannot be around somebody like this. Like I, I, it's I, bad energy, man. Yeah, bad like energy, yeah. And I feel so bad for that. You know, what I mean, luckily this kid. I mean, his mom and her family. I mean, they, they did a wonderful job raising this man. You know, what I mean, he he's got you know great support system around him. You know, what I mean, I, I, I sucks. I had to grow up without his dad, but I think it was better that way because he just he 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 wasn't no good. You know what I mean? Like and seeing it from that, right? You know. um, and that, that's like I said, like we we trying to break that curses and stuff like that, and, and break that. And that that's the type of that that I that it can't I be accepted to. from the tribe. Curse. No, you can't. <laughs> right, we, we can't, can't allow like, that. I, that's that's not what we about. You know what I mean? Like, I, and like I can't. I have to be there for my daughter and my son. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that was my goal when I, when I had kids. Like I need to be there for them twenty four seven. They need to have their dad around to see me there right. as much as possible. And like I said, that too about you know coaching them through sports. Like my daughter, we got my daughter into soccer. Okay. And um, you know she's five and she's going out in the soccer field. She's going and she if they don't pass her the ball, she's pouting and getting all upset and getting tears. I'm like, come over here, go out there and take the ball. You want it, go get it. You know what I mean? Like you got to go out there and be tough. And it, it, it's it's it was so wild because I, I, I'm me and my wife were like total opposites, right? I'm more. My wife is very assertive, you know what I mean? Like, right. she's very sure about That's one of the things that I love about her, you know what I mean? She's a very strong woman, very independent, very assertive. And that's like, you know, I need that type of person for my kids, you know, when I thought about that. And me, I know myself, I'm very soft and loving, and I'm very, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, Takes balance, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've noticed, especially with, with my daughter, um, you know, a shift in that, like, I'm being a lot harder in a sense of, you know what I mean, like, trying to show her and being that, 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 uh, Showing her how to be assertive, how to say enough for herself, and my wife has been more soft. You know, what I mean, that kind of like the roles the roles right. switched. Um, but that's my, having my daughter. You know, made me. You know, what I'm saying like that. That helped me grow in different ways that I never thought was possible. And that ties into like you saw in Daddy's Baby, which I was listening to. You know, what I mean, like you said that. You know, your daughter's helped you grow and become you know a better man and a better person. Uh, what are some of those things you feel that like they forced you to change or made Save you my wrong? life, bro. Listen, man, if it wasn't for that, it would just, <laughs> right, like the, the responsibility of not only not, I don't, not just being a role model, right, but I want to show my daughters what to look for in a man. I have yes. to simplify yes. it, right? So it's not just about, hey, look at me. It's about if I don't do this, right, I'm going to grow, groom them in a manner to where they could make bad life decisions. I can't allow that, right? So, like, that's the weight of responsibility, especially, like, with girls, right? And I feel like, you know, I have girls, my boy my boy has boys, right? And we have this conversation, you know, on the different, you know, um, intricacies of how you parent, you know, daughters and sons. And, you know, m- my thing is both children need love, right? Absolutely. But it, it definitely takes both uh, energies in the household, masculine and feminine, to provide them the emotional balance that they need. You know, so uh, a lot of the times um, I'm not necessarily the disciplinarian, right? Because everything's like they're scared of me, right? <laughs> so my wife is, but, you know, I play the role where I try to build her confidence. I tell her she's a star every single day, both of them. Mm-hmm. You're a star. You're intelligent. You're, I fill them with so much light and energy to the point where, like, if I'm ever not here, they will hear it in the, in their head, right? Like, I want them to know that that's the type of parent I want to be. I want to speak blessings upon my children. And this is what I encourage, you know, with, you know, the, the, the fathers in my circle, right? Not that you do got to get all spiritual like that if, right, you, if right. you want to, but like, you know, speak good things into your kids, you know, build their confidence. Right. And then, you know, um, even like now my daughter's going through a phase where, you know, she's been spoiled. Right. So she's a little selfish. 
right? And so she wants what she wants. So one time we went to the store, you know, I told her she can't take a candy. I get to the car, she took the candy. I'm like, oh, yo, you stole this shit? I'm like, yo, right? And I'm like, no, this is not what we do. Right and like now, I remember at a point where I got my ass whooped, right? But right, <laughs> but you know, me and my mother had a conversation, and even some of the ways she said she dealt with me, she apologized for. It. She was like, "Yo, listen, Kenny, you know, some learning. of yeah, some of the things that you know you experienced when I was the eldest, um, I learned from those things. So when I saw my siblings get away with shit, I'm like, "Yo, for real? Because if that was me, you would throw me through a wall." But whatever, right? Um, she would say, "Listen, that type of stuff wasn't appropriate." Right? I, you know, I was wrong for it, and as I'm correcting myself, I'm asking you to correct yourself, right? So I can hear my mother, so I couldn't hit her, right? Um, I had to speak to her, I said, listen, part of life is not always getting what you want. There's going to be times where you're going to want something, and for whatever reason, you're not going to get it. Taking it, right? It's, you know, right? Just taking it, especially when it comes to something that's not yours, that's not due to you, is not appropriate. You can't do this, right? You can't do this. I have higher expectations of you. I can't allow you to do this. You know, that is stealing, right? Now, she doesn't know, you know, and I can, I can see her like, okay. And I'm like, listen, you made a mistake, right? This thing's worth a dollar. You brought it back. I said, hey, listen, I think I get a dollar, the dollar anyway, right? But the point of it is, you know, as she got down on herself, I was like, you're going to make mistakes. I don't want you to feel down. I want you to understand. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. I want you to understand why I'm responding the way I am. You know, and I am not even saying I'm the perfect, far, I'm far from perfect father, right? I'm just trying to be one where I won't result to, like, <laughs> the generational curse of whooping the shit of our kids. Like, you know, we we probably yeah, experienced. I mean, you know, one time we was playing rock fight, right? Okay, if I'm telling the story correctly. I wasn't playing rock fight. Someone threw a rock at me, I ducked. And it hit a BMW, and they pinned it on me. That's really what happened, right? So um, they please come to my house. They hit my mom with the bill. She's just looking. I'm like, all right. <laughs> right? Like, she don't say nothing. She don't speak. It's real quiet. Right? And I'm like, hold on. It's not, this is not right. Then she went in the crib. Like, she in the kitchen. She, like, made some, like, she made, like, some lasagna or something. I'm like, oh, she fed me. I'm like, hold on, yo. Right? She don't say nothing. I'm like, this don't make no sense. <laughs> went to bed. <laughs> All of a sudden, she cracked that door, cause yo, you know, and and you know, let's just let's just say that you know, um, what unfolded was what. <laughs> listen, listen, you know what's so bug like a seven hundred dollar bill. She's like, yo, for real, you out here doing what? And then, you know, again, again, mama, I love you, right? This is the honest truth of the story, right? Again, we talked about that. She was like, listen. You had the police come to my door. Are you kidding me? I'm like, right, 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 right. You know, but even again, the response to it, right? Like some of those things are generational curses. We don't necessarily have, you know, throw our kid up against the wall or whip them with a belt, you know what I'm saying? Or inflict physical harm on them to discipline them. We do not have to do that. That is a slave mentality, you know, and we don't even know it. We just been groomed into it because it was done to us. You know, and you know, I was listening to uh, Mortal Technique. You mess with the Mortal Technique? No, no. Oh, you gotta get into a Mortal Technique. Technique, man. He is not only like a dope hip hop musician, but like on this sort of topic, like he is a phenomenal speaker, well versed, right? And he was talking about it on, uh, I believe it was Matt Hoffa's podcast. Again, sorry to drop another podcast right. that you enjoy, but <laughs> you know, it was a it was a great talking point. And you know, I, I didn't watch the entirety of the podcast. 
but he was bringing up how, you know, more fathers need to have conversation with their fathers. Like, where is that healing coming from? Like, where does the grandfather come in and say, hey, listen, son, you know, yes, I know I beat you. I'm sorry about that. I shouldn't have. But please don't beat your kids. To be honest with you, I just came home from Vietnam. I'm dealing with certain things and blah, blah, blah. Right? Whatever whatever the story was, and I made some bad decisions, I'm asking for your forgiveness. Right? That's where, that's where you know, that thought, train of thought came from. And I'm like, wow. Where is that in the community? You know? Where is, like, hey, listen, son, I can't tell you how to be a father. You know? And I know when this happened with you, you know, this is what occurred. But I'm asking you to consider this. You know, as someone who tell you I made a mistake, those things have to take place. We have to have support for fathers, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like you have to have other dads that are being dads at the same time as you, right? <laughs> or just understanding the complexity of what you're dealing with so, you know, you can have that sort of support. Mothers need the same thing. It takes a community. Absolutely. It, co- it comes back to that, right? Absolutely. You know, and since we're just talking about fatherhood, that's why I'm just saying fathers at this point. But, you know, mothers need mo- support from other mothers, you know, within, within the community, you know, um, and vice versa. We have to be able to hold each other accountable. That's another huge part of it. You know, accountability comes from within. You know, if we know, if, there, if we were a tribe, we was all taking care of our babies, we knew that something wasn't right, or this guy was hitting his kid, or this guy was a pedophile, blah, blah, whatever, we would rectify that situation because that cannot occur in the tribe. Right, right. You know, and, and these and these are things that, you know, I, I really hold dear to dear to myself. So like you, you were talking about your circle and how, again, I'm, I was sharing with, like, you can't be a good dad if you're not around me. It's just the way it has to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's straight up. Straight and, up. And it is well, because I, I was laughing with you, too, because I had a, a similar story, man, with my mom, man. I, I was in the, in, in the bathroom one time, right? I was a young kid, and I was playing with matches, right? And I, and I dropped the match into the garbage can. She went up in flames, right? Ooh. So my mom come in, and she she threw it in the shit. And I'm sitting there, like, already cringing. I'm like, oh, sh- oh, sh-. You know what I mean? Like, but ain't nothing happened. And again, the whole day went out. Like, too, it was the same. Yo, listen, the whole day went. I was outside was playing. Quiet. I went over there. And in the middle of the night, she came in there and beat the Breaks off me. Yep, yep. Beat the brakes off me. I was sitting there shivering all the way till the morning, man. Just wondering when she's going to come back. All she said was, good night, and it left. And that was it. That was the end of that conversation. <laughs> and, and, and and like you said, you know, we kind of groomed that. And you know what? Like, I I learned from that, you know what I mean? Like, and that's something that I, I don't want to do to my children. You know what I mean? Like, no. I, don't, I, I don't want them to fear me that way. I would much rather, you know what I mean? Like, them feel more pain or disappointment if I come to them and says, hey, I'm disappointed in you. Right. That made me upset. You know what I mean? Like to see that they upset me or, you know what I mean? Let me down right. cause them more pain than anything I could ever do physically to them. Because, because I love you. Right. You and know I, and I, mean? I want the best for you. Right. And, and, and then when you made this decision, it, it upset me because this is what you potentially expose yourself to. Right. And, and I have those conversations. I'm right. I'm here to protect you until you can protect yourself. And until that point, like, you know, I'm daddy's just trying to look out for you. That's that's the tone, you know. But again, it, it has been a blessing because even the time spent will keep you from doing other shit. Excuse yeah, me, yeah, excuse, yeah. excuse my French. You know, um, and I, I'm I'm cool with being home and creating and you know being with my babies and you know it's dope because um, my daughter, I have two, three and a half, and a one year old. Um, the eldest like knows my music. Like she knows Daddy's baby. That's the one that's on. That's on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, knows yeah. the song. She be singing lyrics, but then I catch her singing other songs, and then I start to see her doing what I used to do, where when I like at some point I don't know if I was that young, but I know I used to listen to songs over and over and memorize them, mm-hmm. and then 
which we walk around the house reciting it. And I did that. It got to a point where I was doing that with like, I don't know. I don't, I can't tell you a number of mothers said like it. I was just listening to entire records and just like rehearsing the entire record, right? <laughs> right? My daughter's doing that now. And I'm like, yo, you got to that. And I didn't even teach you to do that, right? You it's said in that the blood. It's in the blood. And when you see that, you're like, you know, God, I, I understand. Those are things you have to experience, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and the light comes on. It's like, okay, now now I understand. And then you also understand the responsibility, right, to, to groom that young person that that has your energy because you yeah. know how you are. Yeah. You know, so um, it, it's dope. And, yeah, I, I think Daddy's Baby is, is a song that's going to be timeless. Um, we started with an animated video for it. We're, we're going to do a live-action video for it, you know. Um, you know, COVID got into the way of that, just how we wanted to get people together, but. We're going to get a bunch of dads together, you know what I'm saying? We'll get the ice cream truck, cut up some watermelon, and go to the park somewhere, light the grill, let these kids run around, you know, and just do what we're supposed to do. Yeah, man. No, no, definitely. And and it, it's, I see that along with my daughter, too. My my daughter is my twin, man. I mean, <laughs> like, physically and just energy-wise, like, you know, she, we'll, we'll go anywhere. Like, we'll just be sitting there, and, and she she's my biggest, like, promoter man like we'll go into the park and she's like hi i'm nyla and this is my dad he's freddie fox and he has a show and he makes t-shirts to make money so he can buy stuff and they're like just going <laughs> and if i and if i pull out a camera in front of like baby we're recording you ready she's like yeah okay and she gets in motion like hey make sure you like it and i didn't teach her this stuff like i didn't teach her any of this like it's just not and i'm like oh my god like confident and that, yeah and and it's a beautiful thing because i want her and i say this all the time for me man like i I struggle to be myself, to be okay to be me. Right. You know what I mean? Growing up because of the, you know, society that we're in and being made fun of and all those things and just getting picked on. Like I just thought it wasn't okay to be me. So I tried to, you know, right. fit into places I didn't belong. And that caused me a lot of depression and anxiety and sadness because like 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 and I said this again over and over again, but Jim Carrey said it, you know, depression is your body saying it's tired of playing this character. You know what I mean? Like and that's where I was at this point and now and like having my daughter and having my son, I was like, if I want them to be them I got to be me. I got to show them how to do that. You know, so I started really, you know, being okay and and falling into line to who I am and who I want to be. And seeing that transition in my daughter is just an amazing thing. You know what I mean? Like I was just, it's just what I'm doing is right. And those are the things that, that like you said, me, me, God talks to you in subtle ways. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and lets you know that you're doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Um, and big on your music because I know we kind of, we, we kind of up here on time, but I mean when it comes down to, to to music and stuff like that, I mean like I said, I love your flow, um, you know your, your stories and and everything about it. Just so amazing how you put your songs together. Um, who who would you say was your biggest influence in your career when it comes to, <laughs> to the rap game? Oh uh, man, I, I was a I am a major student, right? So a couple I could tell you like we talked about Nas, right? Nas is someone I really aspired to um, to learn from. I'm sorry. Uh, Nas, uh, Tupac, of course, you know, and I was a huge Me Against the World fan, you know, like before Tupac was angry, before, you know, um, the things that happened on death row took his energy a different direction. He was conscious, you know, talking about, you know, the young OGs and, you know, it's just the way he captured the human experience. I was always a fan of, you know, Chino Excel, Crooked Eye, Big Pun, Cannabis, you know, all those elite-level lyricists. But, again, man, I've listened to pretty much all the greats, right? And I've formed and taken things from all of them because I want to show that I understood the lesson. That's the type of student I am. 
Oh, that's beautiful. And um, so, so I do want to play like we got uh, one of your tracks here is coming up on your next project, right? It's called Spiritual, right? Yes, Spiritual. So um, just give us a little background about that before we, we play this real quick. Yes, produced by Young Devante. Shout out to Young Devante, my man out of Europe. Um, ultimately, this song is dope. You can hear a lot of comic book uh, references. Uh, I use everything within uh, the you know the cosmic library to prove my point. Right, so when establishing my mythos around how I even approach me picking up my pen, you know, I'll pull from comic books, manga, the Bible, <laughs> whatever, right? So when you listen to spiritual, ultimately, I pull all these different references to show you that ult- I don't care or fear anything. This journey that we're on is spiritual in nature. So when you, you're going to hear the comic book references, you're going to hear the punchlines, and you may get distracted by that, but the tone of it is the journey that we're on is already laid forth. There is nobody in this planet or universe that can stop what God has for me or you or what, or what is about to happen. That's what spiritual is about, so you can rock that. Absolutely, man. So here we go, man. We got FNX, spiritual. Religion. I'm not Muslim or Christian. I'm just focused on wisdom. I told you that my vision was spiritual. I woke my faith in the spiritual. On God, see I had no religion. I'm not Muslim or Christian. I'm just focused on wisdom. I told you that my vision was spiritual. Oh, see I woke my faith in the spiritual. On God, yeah. Seek is really my money and power. Time's up, there's no room in your circle for cowards. This is for the ones who the serpent devoured. I have no lane, see this highway, your circuit is ours. Uh, the hood is hot and the diesel is sour. I spit like Mario when receiving a flower. I got a bunch of demons I need to devour and promise to bring balance to rapper receiving these powers. Finger snap, found my purpose and went to war. Hold a hammer the size of Thor and Avengers 4. These are the things I'll be remembered for. My flow was like it is after movie. Hans Zimmer was meant to score. The most lyrical one. I ain't scared to say it. I've been nice for so long. I write lyrics and air and mix. I'm a grown in the gym. Y'all want me to lay up. But I'm shooting like Kobe to 81 on my way up. Coming north scale now. Because, um, you know, we definitely want to go out and purchase that. But, I mean, it, it is. And that's what I mean. Just just the flow, the lyrics, the creativity, everything that you put there. And the meaning behind it is just so powerful, man. Like, so so big ups on you and your craft, man. I mean, you're doing a wonderful Appreciate thing. You got you. tons and tons of skills. And, like I said, definitely, definitely became one of my favorite rappers, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man, your, your flow is nasty. Your, your songs is nasty, man. So just just keep doing what you're doing. Um, and this is coming off your, up to get your upcoming uh, project, right? So the next project is Rise of the Phoenix. Uh, it's it's going to be crazy. It is crazy. I'm sitting on a ton of a ton of music. Um, and right now we're just figuring out which approach that we want. But it's all it's all haymakers. Um, and, I, and I can't wait for y'all to hear it, to be honest with you. It's like the universal frequency, conscious in nature. But w- during the universal frequency, I was very much in a space where I just had my daughter, you know, and I was healing. You know, this one is more direct, right? And I'm looking forward to you guys enjoying that. Uh, FNXmusic.com. The real FNX is my TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. You know, come come holler at me, whatever. The real FNX, check us out. And yeah, man, Rise of the Phoenix coming soon. Um, 
Spiritual dropped. The next song is, is going to be So Sweet, featuring Fancy, La, Fancy LaFleur and Kalik. I can't wait till y'all hear that. I got a couple joints of Cambada coming up. Um, I got I got a lot. I got a lot. Yeah, man, I got a lot. I can't wait. To, I got to play some of this for you. Really? No, sure. definitely, man. I will. I would yeah. love to hear it, man. So, so we winding out here, man. I got I got two last questions for you, man. So, yeah. um, my my first one is, um, in, in your life and everything you've been up to so far, right? right what has been the best advice you've ever received? I mean, yeah, <laughs> the best advice, the best advice I think I would like to give, right? If that, in that regard, is that you know, whenever you get the, that butterflies in your stomach and things get hard, you know, the punter, you know, the universe starts to apply pressure. Just punch through that shit. That's what I, that's what I would like to say. That just simple signifies that you are getting closer. Punch through that shit. That's that's uh, shout out to Will Smith. I'm quoting right now, but he said that the best things in life are located on the other side of fear. Absolutely, absolutely, and and, and it's just that too. When you when you when however you want to look at it, if you want to bring in God, like the universe or whatever and stuff like that, but that that fear, that 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 sense of being scared or uncomfortable or feeling is a test. It's trying to prevent you from getting to that joy. Right. You just gotta. Be strong enough to push through it, like you said, man, and really just get there because there, there's more coming, you know. Right. Um, and, and we've all been in, like, my for myself is is one of my biggest fears was starting this podcast, man. I was sitting on it for like two years, you know. What I mean, just one like knew what you had, and to I do. knew like I was just like, should I? Then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. Like, you know what? I'm just I, I, I said, yo, I'm gonna give myself a deadline when I want to get started. I was like, oh, my dad's birthday's coming up. I said, yo, it's about dad's time. One, my first episode, I'm gonna be a tribute to my dad. You know right. what I mean? I, I reached out to my boy over in, and um, shout out to uh, RC Productions, and I'm a shout out every time because he made the intro to my to my to my show, which was a straight bang, which did like 24 hours, man. I said, "This this the feel," and he 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 was a, uh, I guess another part of me was was hoping that it would take a little bit longer because I was like maybe I could delay it a little bit more, but he was quick with the turnaround time, and then I and when I heard, I was like, "This is fire!" Like I got no choice, I got no reason not to start now, um, and I haven't looked back since. Don't. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, <laughs> listen, you, you, you know what you're supposed to do. Your inner self will talk to you. The guy within you will talk to you. That's the advice. You know, everyone knows what they have to do and they can try to tell you it. And you'd be like, oh, and people may say, oh, that's not going to work because it's not for them. Right. But right. you know what you can do and how you're supposed to do it. Right. Just right. embrace that. Right, man. So, so that's, that's. That's some beautiful advice, man, and I think that everybody should heed that and, and, and stick to it. Um, you know, shout out to everything that you're doing, and, and um, for people who want to get involved with the FNX Foundation, and how would they do that? So you can go to the FNXFoundation.com. There's information about uh, just our programming, who we are, why we do it, if you want to donate. Right now we're doing the Hometown Love Holiday Food Drive for 2021, so it's like our fourth or fifth year doing this, so we're raising awareness for for child hunger, we're collecting monies and or non-perishable, uh, unexpired uh, canned goods or box goods. And we're going to, you know, deliver that food in person before the Christmas holiday. You know, so just looking to share that, share those blessings. So fnxmusic.com or the fnxfoundation.com. I swear to God, you can see me in the streets. He's like, y'all want support? We will figure it out. Right? Um, and that, that, that's what I'm on. If you hit me, you're like, yo, listen, I got a box of food. I will drive to you and get it. You know, because it's, it's important. You're absolutely well. Well, thank you so much for everything that you do for the community. I mean, it's so important to have people in your position and doing what you do, you know, and giving back to them and inspiring that hope, um, you know, because like you said, giving back to going back to like comic books and everything that that, that you pull from. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge last, <laughs> uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, you know what I mean? I think there's so many life lessons in there. Um, and one of the biggest ones that, that, I, that I hold true and everything was um, uh, in the Tales of Ba Sing Se, when uh, Uncle Iroh says to somebody, although it's always great to believe in oneself, a little help from others is a true blessing. And that's what you're doing, man. You're giving everybody a little bit of hope um, and really, really blessing them a lot. So bless you and everything that you do. Appreciate Thank it. you for coming down on my show and sitting down for me. Um, and as always, man, like I always say, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed, everybody. Good night, y'all. We love you.